Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, a program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. We'll be at a beautiful, restful weekend and able to celebrate the Lord's Day together with your parishes and the people you love, they love to be with, and even some who you may not love to be with, to gather around the Lord. We're living in a time when more than ever in my lifetime, I think to, this is a time for us, uh, those who are baptized into Christ, those who are in the church, to really honor the Lord's Day and embrace it and to come to the Eucharist, which is the place, uh, you know, the church calls the source and summit of our faith. It's the source because it really, it puts us in a unique way, an entirely unique way, I should say. The act by which we were saved, the love of God, when the the act of love in Jesus Christ that brought down the kingdom of darkness and brought hope to the human race is represented to us on the altar. And the whole story of salvation is there. And we remember, I mean, Jesus doesn't die again and again and again. He died once for all. But that act of love, which really is the greatest thing that's ever happened in history, the most beautiful, the most profound, the most powerful reality that it's ever happened. And the only hope for the human race, God's saving act is represented there. And at the same time, we're united to our brothers and sisters in heaven in the banquet feast of the Lamb, that Jesus is being celebrated forever and ever, and the angels of heaven are thrilled and fascinated by his glory and majesty and victory, and our, so are our, our relatives who've died, our, our family members who've died in the Lord, and, and many, many others. And so it's such a precious place, and it's, it's a moment, the Mass, in where we, we touch the big picture, the big reality, not only the reality of our experience of life here on earth in the church, but the church triumphant, the glorious church, the reality of the kingdom that has begun. Now, the kingdom, Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of God is among you, and he came to establish the Father's kingdom. He came to enemy-occupied territory, and he disarmed the principalities and powers, and the kingdom of the, this world, the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and, and he's ruling. He's an undefeatable totally, absolutely victorious king. And it's incredibly important for us to keep the big picture in mind that the life of the kingdom that's present here on earth and our participation in it, even in our weakness and our brokenness, we're already, church militant, united to the kingdom of God. And friends, it will never be shaken. It will never be defeated. But we still here on this earth engage in the battle. And the Eucharist is a... The bread of life, the catechism reminds us, is both the word that's communicated and the liturgy that's communicated, read and then taught and hopefully in an inspired way by the, by the priests and bishops who teach it. Jesus himself is speaking to us. He's teaching us. He's forming us. He's leading us. And then he's feeding us. He's giving us the strength we need to love God, to love our neighbor, and even to love those who hate us, which is a, a re- this is a really good time, you know, for us to go deeper because it's challenging, but it's much easier to love those who love us. But Jesus said he calls us, you know, he calls us so clearly to this radical path to follow him. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us and he loved us. He 
loves every single human being on the face of the earth, even those who hate him, even those who reject him. And he showed that on the cross, and he asks us, he calls us, he commands us who are following him to allow the Holy Spirit to give us the power and the grace to have transformed hearts, renewed minds, to walk by the Spirit, which gives us a new power and a new capacity to live a new way of life, not to live by the cravings of the flesh and the fears and the anxieties and the pride and all the rest, but to to live with a new heart. And it's a supernatural life. It takes the grace of God. It really does take a renewed and transformed mind. I was just thinking about this the other day and a while back when there was uh, the Republican Iowa caucus happened. And I, if I, if I heard it correctly, former President Trump won the caucus and won it by a massive margin and uh, bigger than ever, I guess, in the world of uh, caucus, I guess that's how you'd say it, caucuses or whatever. Um, and some of the news programs were so shocked, you know, some of the more liberal news programs, and they they seem to be terrified of him in some way. Uh, but anyway, one of the regulars on one of these stations, I just happened to see a clip of it, said that, you know, they were trying to together, saying how could anybody vote for this guy and how terrible it is. And one of the people there, a woman said, well, it's really the fault. It's white Christians. White Christians are responsible for this. And I thought to myself, wow, what a, what a terrible thing to say, you know, which is so, uh, I mean, it's racist in its own tone. But I just thought to myself, Jesus said, you know, in this, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. The world's going to hate you because it hated me first and all the rest of that. So there, there's a very mixed up person there and filled with a lot of anger and a lot of fear about politics in the future and wants to blame people and, and one of the one of the things that's happening now in the culture is that Christians, and in this case white Christians, are being accused and being blamed for supporting, you know, whatever they think of them, an existential threat, a Nazi or whatever, all the terminology that's being used today that's so divisive and unusual. I'm not pro- by the way, I'm not I'm not taking a stand here on who to vote for or anything like that. I'm just giving this as an ex- a concrete example. And what is the Lord do? You know, the tendency can be to say to just rise up against a person like that. I mean I think a loving response that's true ought to happen with a person like that. I said, that's over the top. But the Lord says, love that person. Love those who hate you, misunderstand you, mistreat you, falsely accuse you. And to love is to will the good of the person. And you say, well, how, Lord, ah, where do I get the, where do I get the juice for that? Where do I get the strength for that? We get it from the cross of Jesus Christ. We get it from the power of the Holy Spirit that's been poured out upon us. And we can do that if we're living, we're living in a united way deeply, the kind of life the Lord wants us to live together, live personally and then corporately together, to be able to rise above the hysteria that's often in the world and the fear that dominates the world and to walk in the peace of the sons and daughters of God, the fruits of the Spirit growing in us that allows us to live, you know, free ultimately of the grip of fear, which often leads to anxiety and hatred and things like that, and to have a renewed heart and a renewed mind. And recently I had an opportunity to talk to a group of high school kids, guys and girls, who uh, they had a night together 
periodically they come together and they they chose a theme. I make all things new. Jesus's words are, you know, in the book of Revelation and uh, talking about the new heaven and the new earth. And I kind of asked, okay, uh, my wife was responsible for the whole thing. She goes, well, you know, keep it clear and keep it simple, you know, and helping them understand. And I thought to myself, well, what is the newness? When, when Jesus said, I make all things new, that means making you new, me new, you know, and everyone who comes to, what is the newness? Well, the newness is fundamentally a new life in the Holy Spirit. It made me think about the missions of the Holy Spirit and how the many ways the Holy Spirit is at work in us. You know, Jesus came for the purpose of both uh, raising people who have fallen from glory to, you know, making making it possible for the human race to rise to glory again, to come into the full presence of God, to open heaven. And he did that by dying on a cross and shedding his blood uh, for the salvation of the world and, you know, establishing the church and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of, of Pentecost and pouring out the spirit that was in him, the very spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the very life of God poured into us. And I began to think about the various missions of the church. But And one of the missions is for the... The church gives us a renewed mind, a fresh new spiritual way of thinking. And one of those ways of, one way of thinking that is, you know, the transformation that happens in us is a capacity to see more than just this life, to be able to open our minds to the reality of, of heaven itself and the greatness of God and to be able to live with an understanding of what's actually unfolding with the eyes of faith and great hope. And uh, one of the, you know, the passage in Revelation where it comes from, I just want to read that this morning here at the end, toward the end of the show here, um, because this is part of the vision that the ultimate vision that Christians live by. This is, we know is the end point. We know where history is going. We have hope, the confident expectation of the fulfillment of what I'm going to read from the book of Revelation. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away, and the sea was no more. Who's this speaking? It's John from the book of Revelation who received, obviously he was on the island of Patmos, a prisoner for having uh, preached the gospel. And he had an experience of the Lord, the, the risen Lord Jesus Christ. I recommend reading the book of Revelation, especially if it seems too much to, you know, get a good commentary. Uh, uh, Dr. Peter Williamson uh, has one, and there's a lot of good uh, Catholic ministries out there that have, that have taught on it clearly, but uh, it'll help you. But he, he had the vision. One of the visions he saw was the new heaven and the new earth, and, and uh, he's describing it. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among you. The kingdom of God is among you. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. Verse 5. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I'm making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. 
Then he said to me, It is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But as for the cowardly and the faithless and the polluted and the murderers and the fornicators and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all liars, their place will be in the lake of that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. We unite with this reality where we access this amazing reality of the kingdom. By the way, it's worth, friends, taking a passage like this in your morning prayer at some point or whatever time of the day you pray and ask the Holy Spirit, who is the author of this, right, to say, help me expand my mind, fill my spirit, open my eyes that I can see the wonder of your plan. Lord, I, I desire to have my mind renewed and lifted just beyond the, the immediate horizon before me or all the internal struggles of my life or the anxieties and the great concerns of the day, the important things of the day, all those things mixed together. But Lord, in this moment of quiet, I ask you to renew my mind and help me to see the Father's plan that he's preparing a bride for his son and the church is his bride and that's the destiny of humanity. No matter what trials we face, no matter you know how short our life is in the world, this is where our life is headed. What a tremendous gift. God bless you, friends. Have a great day. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.